the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing an awesome message with you that's entitled, Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Something God wants every born-again believer to do, including me and you. All of us who are children of God have the awesome opportunity to have a close, intimate relationship with God Almighty. But unfortunately, not many of us have and enjoy a close, intimate relationship with Him like God wants it to be between Him and you and me. The good news is that there are things that can be done by each and every one of us to increase the intimacy between God and us. There are pathways that the Bible tells us that each and every one of us can follow that'll help us to get to the place where the close, intimate relationship with God that He desires to have with us is actually had by us. Now, let's learn about some of those pathways that'll help us to get there. That is, into the more close, intimate relationship with God that He wants to have with us. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Turn to James chapter 4, please. We're going to be talking about sinlessness, a result of, the, of intimacy with God. James chapter 4. Because Jesus Christ did not go to the cross to pay the price for your sin so that you, the next morning, could dive back in. James chapter 4. We'll start reading in verse 7. It says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. But notice what follows that. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Look what follows that. Draw nigh to him. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. God desires for his people to draw near to him. But when a person sets out to draw closer to God, God also sets out to draw closer to us. But yet he also tells us everything that needs to be handled in order to make sure that that closeness can be completed. He tells us everything that needs to be handled so that closeness can be completed. He said, this is what he wants want, want folk to do. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Now when he says sinners, this word sinner, sinner right here means sinful. Praise God. Now this is not talking about the person. This is talking about the actions. 
It's not talking about the person. It's talking about the action. Because remember, the book of James is written to believers. Praise God. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are a son of, of the most high God. Abba is your father. But at the same time, if we continue to walk around with a, with a non-regenerated mind, then we'll conduct ourselves just like we the sinful. And we'll begin to start doing, and we will continue, excuse me, to do everything it is that we was doing before we got boned again. That we just picked up another insurance policy by getting born again. We got Geico on one side, that little gecko on one side. We got Jesus on another. We got a little duck following us, praise God, so just in case something happened that kind of way, praise God. We got an umbrella following, leading us over here just in case some flood stuff happened. And if we end up ending up dying, we got, we got Jesus over here. So we got the full crew. Hallelujah. We got everything we need to be able to make it through. We got all the insurance we need. But that's not all what Jesus Christ bought, bought for you was an insurance policy. He bought a brand new life for you. One that's different than the one that you used to do. One where you will have the ability to do what you could not do before, and that's to cleanse your hands. Now, he said your hands. He didn't say your spirit because Jesus handled that for you. He said your hands. He didn't say your spirit because Jesus handled your spirit for you. He cleansed what you couldn't cleanse so that you can now cleanse what you can cleanse. He cleansed what you couldn't cleanse which was your spirit. You couldn't get to that. But now if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new and all things, all things are of God. Amen. Isn't that right, Deuce? Praise God. Amen. But at the exact same time, that's on the inside. But there's something on the outside that he needs handling too. And that is our hands. They need to be cleansed too. What we put our hands to do, what we touch, what we feel, what we handle, what we manipulate, what we do. He needs that straightened out. He needed cleanse. That word cleanse right there means to make clean. So you can't make something clean unless it's not clean. And he's telling us what it is he needs us to do. And that's to cleanse our hands. He goes on to say, praise God. Along with cleansing our hands, he said, he said but there's a lot of other stuff that goes on in our lives. That we don't know as well as we know that one. That one, we may amen hard than a mug. Amen. I know that's right. Preach, preacher. But there's some other things that we do and do not do, that we conduct ourselves according to, that we, that we leave out that should be concluded in. Because, you know, sin is more than one kind of sin. Sin, 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 there's two categories of sin. There's sin of commission, which means that's stuff you did that you shouldn't have did. Stuff you did that you shouldn't have did. And there's sins of omission, which are ones that you should have done that you didn't do. Ones that you didn't, should have done that you didn't do. Like, for instance, is there anybody in the house that God has told you to do something recently and you still ain't did it? Hand, no hands, please. Because it'll block the people in the back's view of me. They won't be able to see me. Because all the hands that'll be in the house. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> that too is sin. And if we stay out of the presence of God and do not continue to draw near to God, 
we will not be reminded of what it is, necessarily reminded of what it is that God said. And many times we'll forget all about what God said until the next time we're in the presence of God. And all of a sudden it comes, it pops up and be like, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Now we just say we forgot about it. God said you sinned. Because the word sin means to miss the mark. It means to miss the mark. So what happens when you draw near to God is you get a chance to be able to recognize and see and, or, or begin to recognize the things that are not of God. We in Isaiah chapter 55. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let, that means that it's your decision. Let the wicked forsake his way. Whose way? Because mm-hmm. all of us got a way. All of us got a way about ourselves. Ways that we learn, ways that we developed, ways that it is that we think is right. But the Bible tells us that there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end of is the ways of death. Which means there's many things that are jacked up in our lives that are because of how we conduct ourselves in our lives. But God loves you. I say God loves you. And you're very, and one of the reasons why he's inviting us to be able to draw close to God, because your very presence in the presence of God will be able to illuminate some of the things that's going on in our lives that it ought not do. Things that we were letting Satan in and we didn't even know that we were doing. But thank God for the presence of God. Because it allows us to be able to find out which ways are our ways that are not his ways. So we can say, not my will, but thy will be done. So that we can say, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And we can go ahead and run the life and live the life that God wants us to live and do what God wants us to do. It says, let the wicked forsake his way and the the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. That word, that word uh, uh, for, forsake right there means to loosen. That is relinquish. He wants us to relinquish some of the stuff that we about. Relinquish some of the stuff that we do. Relinquish. Let it go. Loosen from it. Some of us got a tight grip on stuff. We all wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in stuff. That causes you to never step into God's stuff. But I thank God that God is inviting us to draw near to him so we can begin to start recognizing what some of those things are. Say, thank you, Lord. He said he wants us to to forsake our ways. That word ways right there means course of life or mode of action. Course of life or mode of action. Many of us are on a road of destruction that we don't even know nothing about. Many of us were on a road to nowhere, thinking that we're going somewhere in life. But we was headed to a dead end and didn't even know it. Praise God. It reminds me of walking in a maze, praise God, in a maze, M-A-Z-E, in a maze. Praise God. Not amazed, a maze. Whereas you get a chance to walk in a place where you think you're headed in the right direction, but then you end up in a blockade where you can't go no further. Then you have to double back. And have to remember where and which way did I go? Which way did I go? And then walk another way and think that that's the right way. And then you can get stuck up in that thing for quite a while. Yes, you can. But God has a vantage point that you don't have. And as you draw nigh to him, you'll be able to draw closer to him. But you'll be able to get a view that you didn't have before. That you'll be able to see which way you should go. 
so that you don't waste time, waste years, waste effort, waste money going in directions that you ought not go. Can anybody think back to time that they wasted, money that they wasted, years that they wasted, fools that they hooked up with? Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Wouldn't you have liked to have a better vantage point than you had before? Well, we can't do nothing about that because that's gone. But you can handle something about the rest of your life. And God is working with you about the rest of your life. And he's inviting you to draw near to him. Because he wants you to, to do that. And he said, and if you do that, he'll have mercy upon you. That word mercy means compassion. God will have compassion upon you. I like that. Because a lot of people think that as they draw nigh to God, they're going to get whooped. They think as they draw nigh to God, they're going to get clobbered. They think as they draw nigh to God, as close as they get to God, that it's going to be a terrible and uncomfortable experience. But no, God is going to have mercy upon you. Oh, yes, he is. He's going to show compassion on you. And he's going to aid and assist you in ways that you don't even know that he could do. He's going to help you. And the number one way is just to show you what should be there and what should not be there around you. First John chapter three, please. And he will pardon you. That is forgive you. Now he didn't already pardoned us. Thank you, Jesus. But there's still mercy waiting on us. Compassion that God wants to share with us to help us to be able to step into the life that he has in store for me and you. Because if we don't see some of these things that we do that we ought not do, then we will never step into the fullness of things that God has in store for me and you. Thank you for inviting us to draw near. First John chapter three. See, if we have a desire to be close to God, then there's something that we ought to do. We ought to purify ourselves. We ought to purify ourselves. First John chapter three. Starting with verse one, it says, behold, what manner of love the father has bestowed upon us that we should be called sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he, when, when he shall appear, speaking of the Lord, we shall be like him for he shall, for we shall see him as he is. Now, now, this is talking about when the Lord returns, praise God. When the Lord returns, we're going to get a chance to be able to see the Lord for who he is. And we're going to at the same time get a chance to recognize who we are. We're his. And we're going to see that we are just like him. We're going to see that we are just like him. I'm talking about we. We're not talking about actions yet. We're talking about us. Because weasons, usins, we just like the Lord. We don't always act like we just like the Lord. But we just like the Lord. The Bible says, once again, if any man is, if, if, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. All that old stuff have passed away and all things have become new and all things are of God. What does the word all mean? Everything. What's left after all? Amen. Ain't nothing about you that's the same thing that is you as you were before. When you got born again, the Spirit of the Lord moved in on the inside of you, recreated you in the image and likeness of God, wrapped you up in a big Holy Ghost baggie, sealed you until the day of redemption in such a way as you are just as pure now as the day that it is that you got born again. You are flawless. 
You are holy. You are of God. Just a little lower than him. But the same DNA is the same DNA. That's why you have the ability to walk that way. Because you've been regenerated into an entirely different person. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Is anybody hearing me up in here? And when we see him, we're going to see that we just like him. Why? Because he's going to draw near to us. And the nearer we get to him, the more we're going to be able to see that we're just like him. The nearer we get to him, the more we're going to see we're just like him. We are sons just like he is. Now, this word son is the word technon, which means a child as produced. Technon. It's a child as produced, which means this isn't one that you just have. This is one you had. This ain't just one that you have. This is one that you had. Come on now. Now, many, for instance, you know, many times when people have children, you look at the children, you say, oh, yeah, that's your child. All right. You can look at them and see it's there. Why? Because they have the same features. Everything about them looks the same. It's just a smaller, younger version of it present. Praise God. But later on down the line, you already know what they're going to look like because they look just like them, like they spit them out. Praise God. Well, God spit you out, breathed into you. Life, praise God. And you just like him. I said you're just like him. We're just like Jesus Christ. We're sons just like he's a son. But if we're going to be like him, then let's see how he was. If we're going to be like him, let's see how he was. Praise God. Turn over to Hebrews chapter 4. Oh, yeah. We're going to see we just like him. Hebrews chapter 4. Here's what God, here's where Jesus is. And he's the way he wants us to be. He made us to be. Hebrews chapter 4, we'll start reading at verse 14. It says, seeing then we have a great high priest, this is speaking of Jesus, that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the son of God. Let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Was on, in all points tempted like as we are, but yet without sin. See, Jesus, although he was tempted, never sinned. Now remember, he stayed close to the Father. Remember, he was a praying man. It's like we praying people. He was a person that continuously communed with his father and stayed, kept the heart of his father, kept the mind of his father, kept the thoughts of his father. He said, I don't think anything other than what my father, I don't say anything other than what my father say. I don't do anything other than what I see my father do. Why? Because I'm a close son. I'm an intimate son. And because of that, he said, although he was tempted on all points, he never sinned. Never sinned. That word sin right there means a sin. It actually translates a sin. He never sinned a sin, which means not even one time. Now, 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 one of the reasons why that don't move most folk is because they see Jesus as the son of God, as though he is God. Well, he is God. But at the same time, he, when he walked to earth, he didn't walk to earth as God. He walked to earth as as man filled with God anointed by God he walked the earth as man that's why he took upon flesh and dwelt amongst us 
That's why he was birthed from a woman so that he could be able to come into this earth just like me and you and have the same opportunities before him as me and you. But Jesus, because he remained a close son, intimate son, that didn't say anything other than what his father said, do anything other than what his father do, that when opportunities to be tempted came to him, he never sinned, not a single time. And you're going to see that as he is, so are you. As he is, so are you. Oh, I'm just a man. (laughs) No, you're not. You're a son of God. Just like he's a son of God. You, you, you are filled up with the presence of God just like he was filled with the fullness of God. You're anointed by God just like he was anointed by God. The only difference between him and you is a consecrated mindset that made a decision. I ain't going to do nothing other than what my father want me to do. But I got good news. You are a spirit that lives in a body that possesses a soul. Come on, Trey. You are a spirit that lives in a body that possesses a soul. But we walk around like our soul possesses us because our thoughts, our our mindsets, and everything else decides what we're going to have and what we're going to get. But since you possess your soul, you can control your soul. Since you possess your soul, you can control your soul. Your soul is created, this is deep, to exist forever, but it can be changed. It is designed to exist forever, but it can be changed. You can change your mindset. You can change your view. You can change what you think and you can change what you do. That's one of the reasons why God is inviting us to draw near this year. He wants to change what you think, what you do. So that you can act more like Jesus, like he designed you to. So that you can be able to become the same sinless son and live it out and experience it and walk in all the benefits that come from it. To live it out, experience it, and walk in all the benefits that come from it. Jesus was never broke a day in his life. Jesus was never sick a day in his life. Jesus wasn't in despair. Jesus didn't wonder where or where his next provision was going to come from because he already knew that his father had him because that was a benefit from the close relationship that he had and the communion that he had with his father. He knew his father got him to the point that he never worried about nothing. And then he, the father didn't say, now be ye imitators of Christ. And walk in love just like he walked. Now when we think of that, the first thing we think about is love of our brethren. No, it starts with your love of God. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you're seeing what the Word of God says about the increased intimacy that God wants to have with us. I hope even more that you're seeing the importance of doing what needs to be done to have increased intimacy with God like he wants to have with me and you. Because if you do what needs to be done, then you'll follow the pathways to increase intimacy that God's Word lays out for us so that God can get what He wants, that is, increase intimacy with us. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, 
Just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee you that it'll be a blessing to you when you do. And to all our senior saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas, I invite all of you to an exciting fellowship that's held a word of faith just for you. That's called Age of Grace. Age of Grace is a monthly mature adult fellowship for saints ages 55 through 155 from all over San Antonio and surrounding areas that meets the third Saturday of every month from 9.30 a.m. till around 12 noon, where our Silver Saints, our Golden Gang, and our Platinum Pack get together for food, fun, fellowship, periodic, inexpensive outings and day trips, and, of course, the Word of God. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. If you need a ride, VIP transportation service is available for this, too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So if you've been blessed to reach the age of grace, that's age 55 through 155, and you're up for hanging out with some other saints your age who love God, love the Word of God, and still love having fun and fellowshipping too, then the Age of Grace Fellowship at Word of Faith is the perfect fellowship for you. So come on through and bring some other word-loving, fun-loving saints who are in the Age of Grace with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. And remember, if you're 156 years or older, just call me up. I'll get you in. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.